and welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Jeremy, it's a cruel, cruel summer. It is. Now that you're gone, you're a cruel, cruel summer. And we're doing our Cruel Summer series. Yes, we are. Based on the Banana Rama song and not the Netflix television series, Cruel Summer. Although you should watch that. <laughs> yes. But we're doing episode 157 of Cruel Summer. It's our... Um, showcase of sequels that you didn't know existed yeah that are really really bad yeah yay that's pretty fair yeah that's pretty fair pretty fair so far pretty fair so far today we're doing uh the follow-up to the 1991 classic i would say that the first movie is a classic wouldn't you yeah there's a lot of people that i don't think yeah i think it is it's just not i think at the time it was a little bit more well known i think now it's not yeah i would i would agree with that it's kind of it's not more, held the test of time i don't i don't know i haven't seen it for a while but you know yeah. no, no i'm not saying that right. it's not good anymore that doesn't hold up i'm saying that like oh, okay. you know, like that buzz like it's not one of those things where like kids it's easter you know what we're watching <laughs> <laughs> backdraft backdraft Everybody. although isn't backdraft 2 kind of a halloween movie I guess. I guess. <laughs> Backdraft two, the ninth or the two thousand nineteen. I want to say nineteen ninety because that's what this movie kind of reminds me of the nineteen nineties movie. Uh, the twenty nineteen follow up to the uh, nineteen ninety one film Backdraft. Backdraft two. <laughs> you didn't need it, but it's here, folks, yeah. and we watched it for you. It's on Netflix. It is. So if you do want to watch it. So if you Go were like, I wonder what happened 18 years after Backdraft, <laughs> <laughs> then now you know. Is it 18 years? No, it's yeah. not 18. Yeah, it's about 20. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2019. So how old would his son 1991? be? 1991. Like 20 something? Was, yeah, in his yeah, 20s. Whatever. This kid, he looks 30 to me. Well, I was. I would be surprised yeah. if he was only 30. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah, right? He was born in... 82. 82. Yep. Well, there so you go. He, so he is about what? So when it came age? out, he was 40. <laughs> so he came out in 19. So he was what? 37. <laughs> so, you know, just a little timeline. just a little skewed. I don't know why that like flipped on something. Whatever. There we go. All right. Backdraft 2, of course, stars the very talented Joe Anderson. Why'd you give me the side eye when I said that? <laughs> Because I didn't want it to get over the mic. <laughs> Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin reprises his role for the first movie. So does Donald Sutherland as the arsonist, Ronald Bartell. Yeah. Uh, and you would say Ashley Bailey probably has a uh, a chunky role in this as well. She plays Maggie, uh, who's the arsonist kind of uh, that he takes under his wing because yeah, they work in the OFI, which is the yes. Office of Fire Investigation. Mm-hmm. And the Office of Fire Investigation actually shows up in the first movie. Um, it's Robert De Niro plays the uh, plays uh, Donald Rimgale, who's like the mm-hmm. fire investigator who's trying to track down the arsonist. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. No, I know. I am correct. <laughs> Um, this movie is quite interesting. I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about it. A little, uh, 
plot synopsis. No, the plot synopsis? Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. The sequel to the 1991 hit follows an investigator with the Chicago Fire Department who has to track down an arms dealer who used deadly fire as a distraction. And Sorry. <coughs> you okay? You yeah. It's going to be longer while you caught your... No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie just chokes me up. <laughs> How wonderful it is. <laughs> From the makers of Backdraft comes Backwash. Backwash. Sorry about you that. Oh, my God. On your drink. Backspits. Back... Whatever. Whoa, that's... What? <laughs> Backspits means something else. It does it really? No. I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, this movie is quite something else. It is yeah. directed by a, I think a foreign gentleman. I can't think of his name right now. Don't know the director, but the Gonzalo writer, Lopez Gallego. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, the writer was the original writer of Backdraft. And yep. you told me this is the first I'm actually learning. This is that Backdraft, uh, was the same screenwriter as Highlander. Yeah. What? Yeah crazy and so um, and he also wrote Highlander 2 so you said this was the Highlander 2 of Backdraft <laughs> this is the Highlander 2 of Backdraft movies and you would be correct he also wrote the Prophecy series mm -hmm. which came apart at the seams real fast after a while is I that uh, what's his face Christopher Walken I thought that was the one okay because yeah I, yeah people I remember people being like ooh like the first one mm -hmm. and then after that, yeah, that was Christopher Walken, Elias Codius. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Um, I think so like, you would say, like, his height of screenwriting is mostly in the 90s. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm just saying, when you watch this movie, it feels like it's a movie that should have been in 1996. Yeah, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it should be a 2019 movie. It feels like it's lagging some some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It also feels like it's all over the place. At one moment, it's a firefighter movie. Another movie, it's a arson movie. It's a political movie. It's a terrorist movie. Yeah. It's uh, it's never a comedy because I've never laughed. <laughs> at a, well, no, I did, but not on not for the reasons why it should be. Right? He's chasing an arsonist at the beginning of the movie, and he, yeah. he captures him. And he goes, oh, no, what are you, a cop? And he goes, no, I'm a fireman. Which is where. And then it, like, breaks into, like, the, the opening credits. Yeah. And I, is... we laughed so hard. Yeah. Which, but, but if, you know, it's like it was written for TV. That's, like, where. It is. That's it where, like, like the Hume, that's where, like, the, yeah. uh, the, the Who music should bust in. Yes. When they're, like, CSI. Yeah. CSI like, a CSI. Yeah. Chicago Fire, a very procedural kind of it was kind of TV show and not really a movie. Yeah, Backdraft, if I remember correctly, and it's been forever since I've seen it, has more action in it and more. Well, it's saved by the fact that Chris or Kurt Russell's in it. Yes. Also, why couldn't we get Wyatt? That's Russell? what I was wondering. Maybe he didn't want it. Well, okay, but it it made me wonder. So this the guy who directed it, I didn't know if it was. You know, something to do with the casting director or what, but like the cast for being a movie set in Chicago. <laughs> is it is it set in Chicago? Yeah. All of their accents were like New York. Were like New or York. Like, 
I know what I'm gonna I, do. I, with so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna find the arsonist. Yeah, it's what? set in Chicago, and you know all of those shipping crate docks in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> The ports. <laughs> All the ports in Chicago. Yeah. Um, no, but it was a like, lot of what? like... It, was... it looked like season two of The Wire. Now, if you understand that joke, congratulations, you're my new best friend. <laughs> but uh, literally, I was going through each of these actors, and with the exception of three, when I had gone through the list, all of them were British actors. Yeah. All doing Including our main accent. guy, right? Like yeah, Joe Anderson. including Joe Anderson. Yeah. And so I'm just like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. so I kind of think this was filmed in the UK, in like the summertime. Really? You think? I it had to have been. I, don't, I didn't see that much rain. Um, <laughs> no, but a lot of the buildings were very like. Yeah, they were they were a little. Old. They looked like Britishy, and I I think that I bet you it was. Oh no, it was in Canada. It was filmed in Canada. Oh, that's even that's well, you know. Yeah. British production Light. companies, fourteen forty production UK. Well, you know what I, I call Canada British Light. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. Yeah, and it was, a, a it was a United States and Belgium joint. <laughs> that makes sense too. It's like where was Willy Wonka filmed? We don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Just make make the te- teacher British and all the kids German and. In Charlie American and Well and it was like I kept we kept getting confused. Yeah, well and like there was it's easy to uh, get for many people. reasons. But like there's a scene where he goes into an office which mm-hmm. looks like an old office building. You know, just like mm-hmm. there was a lot of like it was all run down industrial stuff right. everywhere. Right. Um except for the brownstone in Chicago that you know, the brownstone in Chicago. Um so we saw many of those, right? Yeah, well yeah. So he goes to um he goes in this office building, there ends up being a fire and there he's climbing out the window and the little girl is like flights up. Yes. And it was like, say what? And she's like, Help, my Help. my father's the apartment my, manager or the building manager. It's not even an apartment. Yeah, it was it? like a he's a building manager. It's a building manager. But she was in her pajamas. Right. So I'm like, Are you sleeping there? Or where I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. It was it was know. bizarre. Can I tell you my favorite line in this movie? Sure. Is when Maggie and um, and our main character, what's his name, Sean, uh, they meet uh, Ronald, and he says, uh, "She says, who's that?" And he says, I'm, uh, "That's the deadly arsonist. Uh, that's the most deadly arsonist since Mrs. O'Leary's cow." Yeah. And then Donald Sutherland goes, "Moo!" And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Ridiculous. But that's the kind of shit you heard in the 90s. Yeah. That's 90s humor, right? Yeah. That's not like like today people would be like, that is cheesy. Get it out of your movie. Yeah. No one wants to hear that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or uh, when Billy Baldwin sees him at the restaurant. Don't take Sherlock home to find you. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What? The, the lines are very cheesy. It's like very, one or two like, things happen. Like, they're cheesy. Or they're way too much. Well, there explained. was there was a line, um, and actually I can find it real quick because I know it is like right here. But some of the lines were, uh, I know it's weird. They're very like wordy, <laughs> very wordy. Uh, like he would like he was trying to say something, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to, uh, you know, try to flesh it out more." 
and it just was not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's a line where Brian Cafferty, uh, who of course was Billy Baldwin from the first backdraft, please, I hope who's now who's now the uh, I hope this is the line I think it yeah is. who's now the chief of the OS of the mm-hmm. OFI. He says, uh, <laughs> tells Sean. Maybe if you bit your tongue every once in a while, your career dissipation light wouldn't be flashing right now. I was just like, what does that mean? Yeah. Do you think the writer was just like... Because they have like a gas, like a smoker gas dissipation light that... No, I don't much, care. Yeah. It was too much. It's too much. Yeah, there's there's ways to say and there's that. Like, there's ways to explain the plot, even if you're not an arsonist, to kind of keep you interested. You woke me up in this movie. And I don't fall asleep in a lot of... Well, I do, but not, like, in the movie theaters or whatnot. I try not to fall asleep in movies. You you had to wake me up a little bit in the middle of this movie. And then you said, don't worry, there's only 15 minutes left. (laughs) And I said to myself, why do I do this? So this movie, it very much, to me, feels like it was made for... um, like a backdoor pilot. It feels like it was made for TV. Yeah. Um, and and I think part of that is based on the fact that, like, I think back to, like, because I watched the hell out of the CSI shows. Right. And, um, you know, after a while, you get the jargon. Like, early in the series, they would maybe talk about, you know, what ALS was or, like, whatever. They would talk about... Uh, yeah, but you're given a whole season to do that. You're giving two hours. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. It's to be an they give you the jargon, and you yeah. learn the jargon, and like the more technical aspects, they don't have to slow down and explain it to mm-hmm. you. You know about different, like, oh, we're going with different wavelength of light, mm-hmm. or we're doing whatever. They don't have to explain it every single time. Yeah. Um, so like it helps, and it helps you pick up. This movie, it feels like they consulted with. Uh, <laughs> With the, a fire, you know, expert, and mm-hmm. we're just like, here, write some words. Or like, write these words. Or like, how can I say in this? these orders. Yeah. Or they just Googled things, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, here's a phrase of mm-hmm. something I need to work in. Like, it felt like they were in the jargon stages, but nobody was around to go, what does that mean? Right. They had a new person on the case who, like... uh she just joined the Maggie, team. Yeah, right. Maggie just joined the team. She could have been our voice. And she could have been the voice. Right. Where she's like, what is all she that? Could have been our and audience. she was a little bit where she's like, what are you looking at? And he was she explaining was more, it how. Yeah, but that was more like the detective worth that, that went along with that. Yes. But the other stuff. Right. It was like, wait, what? Like, there was things happening that I was like, I don't know what that means. Right. But it sounds like but jargony. Also, like kudos, the, kudos that we, we let, uh, first of all, a person of color. Mm-hmm. Be his partner, and then woman be his partner. Yeah, as well. Like I was okay with that. Like I was like, yes, okay. So, you know, it's not all pasty white. You know, Irish guys. You know, from Chicago, yeah. who, who you know are fire marshals. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It just it's, it seems like that's kind of what back the first backdraft, at least to me is. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, well, at least we got that. So that has that going for it, at least, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot. Of, the plot goes on. Oh, well, okay. So the movie starts with the bombing of this house. Like a bomb goes off in the house the day of Halloween. 
Yeah. Right? So it's about October 31st, November 1st, in Chicago. No one's wearing a coat. It's probably not cold out in November 1st, right? We all know that Chicago doesn't get cold at all. It's not called the Windy City at all. So I was like, whatever. First of all, like, so they knock on the door, you know, to get their candy. And the door blows up and instantly kills five kids. This movie starts with five kids dying. Yeah, you know. You know, typical backdraft stuff. Typical stuff. And they're like, well, how did that happen? Oh, it's probably a backdraft. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. But shouldn't they have said backdraft two? Because that's the name of the movie and not backdraft? Oh, that's probably a backdraft two. <laughs> they they should have. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh no, a backdraft two? And then we and then, then Billy Baldwin comes in and he's throughout the whole movie he's slower than anything. I don't know if it's because of his age. But there's a scene where he's just looking at the kids and then he turns to the Sean character and goes, That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of dead kids. That's a lot of dead kids. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, dude. Thanks. I get it. <laughs> maybe maybe you should be like, uh, we gotta catch this scum. Yeah. And instead you're like, there's a lot of dead kids. There's a lot of dead kids. <laughs> right. Then he gets out like there's a scene where Sean falls from a building and then Billy Baldwin's character gets out of his truck slowly. Puts on his fire jacket, slowly walks. I'm like, you were firemen. Well, and why also, are you the slowest fireman on the planet? Well, and also because he uh, and your lines, where, like, you're talking slow too. He dives out of the building, or no, he's he's. Yeah. Uh, Sean is hanging on this pole. He just no, with the girl, the kid. That he yeah. Saved. And she gets no she reason. gets saved, but the the pipe or pole or whatever that he's on bends and falls. Mm. And they're like, oh, God, we lost him. Well, he fell into garbage, but mm-hmm. it looks like it's construction stuff. So he lands on, has to have landed on a bunch of hard, like, metal right. and jagged things. Mm-hmm. And there's even these big poles, which are support items on the outside of the building, are, like, Correct. crumpled up and have him pinned. Correct. And then his his uncle's like, I think it's time that we should talk about this. We should have a talk. Stop blaming me for your dad's death. You don't know. Everything. You don't know anything about that. You yeah. didn't watch Backdraft. <laughs> you were only two when they came out. Obviously, you didn't watch it. <laughs> so stop, stop blaming me for your dad's death. Yeah, and he I'm, kind of he kind of spills with. the beans that he says that. Uh, uh, spoiler alert! By the way, he says that you know oh, your your spo- dad. Sorry, we spoiled the Backdraft two for you. <laughs> your dad. Uh, died saving his best friend, John. Mm-hmm. But John was also the arsonist. Was that... Um... Scott Glenn. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to remember who the actor yeah. was. And they show, even at one point, his dad is looking at pictures, mm-hmm. his son's looking at pictures, and you see Kurt Russell's picture on the wall. Yeah. And right next to him is John, uh, right. John Adcox. Again, why did you not get Wyatt Russell? I don't know. It would have been better. I I agree with that. Um, I do agree, but like maybe they did offer it to him and he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Well, but like think of when it came out, Wyatt Russell was starting to his star was starting to rise a little bit, so maybe he maybe that's what they aimed for, and he was just like, uh, he was too busy, you know, you know, filming Lodge Forty Nine. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What show he was in. That was Goon a show, right? Or whatever. Two. I... Oh, no, no. Um, He was probably filming uh, Falcon and the Snowman. In 2019? Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> Not Falcon and the Snowman. That's what I call it. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter yeah, Soldier. Sorry, Falcon. Falcon, Falcon and, and the Snowman. It's a different movie. Mm-hmm. Very uh, different movie. So, uh, but yeah, it's like... Um, you You would agree that this movie, though, doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, it, but it, it's... It suffers from the fact that, like, we know, and we talked about this before, when it's like, okay, now you have a character, oh, that character is downtrodden, and he's got to redeem himself. It's already set up like that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you've already, already pigeonholed yourself into a cliche that we've seen over and yeah. over again. Yeah. This is nothing new. There's a moment, like, like after... He had been, uh, he fell off that building mm-hmm. and then he's at the restaurant, uh, drinking. And by the way, he's the only thing he has is some scrapes on his head yeah, little, little from scuffs. falling, you know, or no, was that when they were like, no, was that when they escaped the fire again? Yeah. It's the same thing. Same That's, thing. That was the same. Oh yeah. It was, yeah. The it was same part. Whole, yeah. It was the whole thing. Yes. He just escaped a fire. And the girl has no scrapes at all and no burns or anything. Yeah. She just... And then he goes through his monologue. Like, a lot of people think I'm not a great fireman because I don't play well with others. But I'm the best fireman there is because I'm not a fireman. I am a fireman because I'm not a fireman. And if you were a fireman, you would be a fireman like me. I'm not a fireman. And that makes me the best fireman there is. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> probably not that so convoluted, but it was pretty. It but was do you know what I mean? Like, like that's what, what it was. But it suffers from that cliche of, oh, I gotta like, I have these ghosts and I've got these demons that I gotta like conquer. Which, uh, by the way, I don't think he ever does really. No, he just adopts a dog and finds a girlfriend. Well, okay, so. Um, we keep getting these flashbacks when he's thinking about fire stuff where, cause Rebecca de Mornay is not in this movie. Right. Clearly. Uh, which I think was his mother. Yes. Um, but they allude to the fact that she got remarried and yes. And he doesn't. Cause he was talking talk about his her. stepdad's yeah. um, house. Like it burned down. Yeah. His stepdad's house. Yeah. Well, yeah, they showed, they had uh he keeps mm-hmm. flashing back to when he's a kid and you see him sitting in the middle of his room and everything's on fire. And you don't know if it's like just like a dream or like what it is. But then like you start to realize, I think that it's basically it was him remembering that he set it on fire. And uh, when he goes and talks to Bartel, he's like, I can tell like you can you can dance with the dragon and you can blah, blah, blah. Which talking about how like deep down you're a pyromaniac. You know, but you can do it right. Like, you have what it takes to be a great arsonist. And you can be an like, artist, an arson. Yeah. You can do it. You're like an arson Jedi. Don't do, it for, don't do it for the right reasons. Do it for the wrong reasons, yeah. like I do. Yeah. And, uh, and my diabetes. And so uh, they keep <laughs> that point keeps coming back up. Yeah. 
Um, did you feel like Donald Sutherland's character, like, did you feel like when he was acting, he was kind of, I don't know, like he didn't really want to be there? Yeah, um, I do, but I don't, like, because cause here's the difference. He's a professional. We yeah, get that. Billy yeah. Baldwin, when he did it, or not Billy? Yeah, yeah. Billy. Well, William, Billy, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, when he does it. Daniel? Steven? Alec? Adam? <laughs> not the not the right one. Not the right bald one. <laughs> he uh James? The uh <laughs> very much not. The uh he goes like when when Billy Baldwin's doing it, he's just like, Hey, let me tell you about this. Like he he still does a fine job of acting, but like sometimes you can tell when somebody is just like going through the motions. Going through the motions. And with the exception of maybe one scene, that's kind of what I got from Billy Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't do a bad job. Oh, we're not saying he didn't. No, Billy Baldwin did a fine job. Um, but like he was kind of phoning it in. Um, and I kind of could tell. Like I don't think that uh, that Donald Sutherland was super into it. But also, like Donald Sutherland, like gave it. I think he gave. He gave what he could. Yeah, I think he still over put, to something that he still wasn't put that... feeling in behind it. So like, mm. I think he did more so than like the other stuff. Like I could tell he was still trying to like, he wasn't doing it flatly. He wasn't doing whatever. No, he wasn't doing flatly. He I was over he, the I think top, he committed but he to wasn't it. over the top, and he just wasn't that great. No, and I but I don't think it was. I don't think it was really that well written of a part. No, but like. Um, I think that, I think that Donald Sutherland gave it his, you know, like he, he gave it what he could but and tried to make that's it. That's when it, like, it, he turns into, now it's, now it's Silence of the Lambs of Arson movies. It's kind of what it was last time. Too. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what it was last time too. And, but, but this was all over the place. Now it's Die Hard. Now it's not. Now it's 24. Now it's the uh, terrorists. Now it's, it just was all over the place. Yeah, that whole thing was weird. Now so. it's a costume drama. Remember that? Yeah. No, it was. It was never a costume drama. It was. No. Yes. Um, Do you think this could have been better if it was, say, a prequel and it was his? It was his grandfather. Um. And it was a younger. Yeah, maybe. Chasing but, after. No, Ronald. I think honestly, I think this could have been okay if it did involve the terrorist plot i agreed to me because all of a sudden plots are boring and also like the bombs and everything i think aren't backdraft right that's yeah. more speed or die hard yeah in a way that's I, not really backdraft some to me. some arson stuff deals with that but like it got really more focused on bombs than, right than the other part uh but like some, sometimes those go part and parcel mm. like they you know arsonists will build incendiary things into yeah but i'm just like there was this really and i want to think it was one of the uh like bow bridges or bridges jeff bridges maybe it was jeff bridges and it was called blown away yeah and it was like it was kind of like a speed ripoff kind of movie um i enjoyed it when it was in the movies but i want to assume it does not hold up now i've only seen it once but that's what it kind of like at the end was reminding me of was like Oh, here's another bomb. Here's another, and it just was all like, ah. <laughs> here we go again. We're, we're we don't know what we want to be, but we know we're not a comedy. 
because we didn't because we took ourselves way yeah. too serious. I thought the I thought Blown Away was um yeah it was Jeff Bridges mm. um but it, yeah it's like a it's a bomb thing but that was all over like I thought that was it had a lot of like clear and present danger kind of stuff in it and like blown away or this movie blown away oh yeah 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 that was a rip off that also oh. was tommy lee jones doing an irish accent oh that's right oh my god oh my god i want to watch like, that oh now. no just to laugh at him. Oh my god. yeah i to me oh, that, was... that was like after fugitive too like he was just hot off fugitive or something like that yeah yeah but that's what i get this feeling i get a feeling that this is Either it's a backdoor pilot or it's stuck in kind of 90s dialogue in a way or 90s feel. Yeah. There's a reason why maybe some of these guys that that hit big with one or two movies in the 90s and maybe not so much in the aughts or on don't really write that much because there's nothing really modern to what they bring do you know what i mean yeah they're never kind of rewriting and rewriting it just seems like well that worked before so let's do it again so i do want to correct myself too uh so he didn't write highlander 2 he made the characters for it oh okay so it was like one of those so he did highlander credits of a tv movie called weekend war backdraft uh he did uh it doesn't matter this is the highlander too he he did um yeah some something called rescue 77 uh and then green sales and then the whole bunch of nothing yeah until that's what i'm something that's what i'm talking about backdraft too but but it feels like he's stuck writing that because no one ever either showed him we could write something else besides what you're normally writing. Yeah. Like, it feels like you're just stuck in this. I don't know. I don't want to say like the nineties is a genre, but the nineties in decades has a feel to it. Like the eighties has a feel to it. The nineties has a feel to it. You know what I mean? Right. And you can recognize that sometimes in stuff that it just feels out of place. To me, this movie just, the whole movie feels out of place. Well, the guy was so in in I I knew this because I read this earlier too. But so the guy like in the mid eighties uh, who wrote this, he sold his uh, he wrote a screenplay for UCLA Film School, uh, and sold it like once he graduated. Uh, it was called Shadow Clan. He got five hundred grand for it. Okay, and uh, that was what became Highlander. Oh, so it was like your first. It was your thesis coming out of college, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then <laughs> so, backdraft, and then really and, not yeah, that prophecy much. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the, that makes sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, it sounds like a. Mid 80s, it just 90s, it seems like this is kinda. on a very special sweep week's Chicago Fire, yeah, basically. You know, well, and I always so I gotta tell you, I always hated like I love like I don't love procedurals, but like there's some of them that speak to me. Like, I will say, like, I was a big fan of CSI stuff and I was a big fan of uh elementary, but the ones the episodes that I'm always like, ugh is the ones where all of a sudden it's like a terrorist thing that gets involved with it. Cause it's like, 
Because it becomes way bigger than something they can deal more, with. It, it, not even a comical. It just becomes, like you said, way bigger than what it should be. Right. And it feels like it's stuck in something that you're... Because you're, you're like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Really? You know, well, and, here comes the bomb episode. Well, okay, so here's so here's the progression of it through the movie, just so everybody's clear. You're like hopping around with this. So... Bomb goes off, kids get killed. They investigate it. They learn, oh, hey, well, it looks like it comes out of this wall outlet. So that's the culprit. It's an electrical thing. It's an accident. And so he dismisses it and says, no, it's not. That That is, it couldn't have done all of this. So he goes and thinks that, hey, it's this thing by this air conditioning unit. And then he looks at it and realizes that can't be right either. Like, he goes, uh... It's meant to look like that was. And so then he found out that there's some <laughs> sort of pore pattern. So they were like some professional level, like arsonist, you know, liquid that they sprayed everywhere to start this fire. Uh, BZ and linoleum was what the. But what I, I, say? I don't think they started the fire. I mean, it's always been burned since, <laughs> since the world's been, the world been turning. <laughs> the, the, uh, but he's, but basically he said. These guys are pros. They set up like two false like accident mm -hmm. you know, things that we could say, oh, it was an accident. And in reality, he found where it was arson. Right. And then. Uh, Sorry, I'm yawning because it's that bore. Not yes. your explanation. The plot is. Boring. Yeah, it is. It is. So then he's like, well, what the hell? So they look it up. Uh, he investigates it. ATF is sniffing around. Why are they there? Why is the U.S. government involved? Right. They uh, they figure out. Um, I, I can't even remember what the leap was on this, but oh, they're they're investigating uh, the family. Yes, and uh, the family that the house caught on fire. Yeah, and they realize that he was involved. Like he worked at a lab, mm -hmm. like a government lab that had some sort of a fire claim. Or they were uh, some research lab that was doing work for the Department of Defense. They had some sort of problem and like a fire. So they go and check that. 24. Yeah. It's got kind of the same situation going on. Um, and so then they're like, well, that's weird. Uh, so they, uh, you know, they had deemed it an accident. But it really didn't look like it was. It was the same kind of faked, you know, fire. And so they go back to... Uh, they end up talking with, uh, like, a car was on fire uh, that had the hunters in it, which were the people who owned the house. And so they were found burned in their car yeah. through an arson. And so that's when they run into, like, the ATF guy again. And then they talk to his boss who tells them, well, really what this is, uh, there was, like, a missile. Either This is where I was confused. Either a missile or plans for a missile on a hard drive. That were at that lab, and uh, the fire supposedly right. destroyed them. In the most like uh, Law and Order kind of yes. scene that you could have, eating Chicago dogs yeah. on the side of the road, telling you yes. this for twenty minutes of the movie. Right, right. Ugh. And so he's like, uh, "Explosion or the thing went off, but when we went and looked at it, we could tell that it was like a fake, so that it looked like it was done." And so he took. Um, so they realized that he must have stolen whatever hard drive and, like, other, like, equipment was out there. 
they uh, they went to uh, they were the guy was talking to like a kid at the hunter's house, and he said like we used to love playing over here, but like his parents would say we have to we, we're not allowed to dig in the yard. We have to go dig in the park if we're going to do this. Like you got can't dig in the yard. And then he realized, oh, maybe it's something buried in the yard. And so they find the hard drive buried in the ground so it didn't get burned up in the backdraft. And so then they go to the, an office that's connected to it. They get in the office. They fight with some, like, terrorist guy. Uh, and they have the place set to blow like the other one. Mm-hmm. So the office goes up and they're like, oh, like, this looks like this is where the missile was. Like because of these scratch right. patterns, and they're like, I'm like, what? And so he, so uh, fire goes off. It was weird. Like they set the thing off where, like, hey, the the you know side of the wall goes up first to make it look like an accident, and then while he's fighting this guy and the fire is breaking out, then the roof caves in mm-hmm. on the guy, and he's like. Uh, you know, they're like, okay, they hide, and they're like, mm. if you move, the fire will get drawn to you, so you have to wait for him to do it Tell until me who the crossover did this. starts. No one and everyone. Yeah. Everyone and no one. Yeah. Shut yeah, up. stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. And so he goes, uh, so uh, that guy, like the terrorist, finally moves, and the fire all draws to him. Mm. Maggie escapes, and uh, Sean is just is amazed at the fire. He's just entranced with it. Ooh. And finally, he shoots out the window. And jumps out it and hangs on a pipe and on the side. And then that's when the little girl shows yeah, up. Yeah, that's when the little girl shows up. Why is she there? Yeah. No, where's your dad at? He's the building manager. Where's he at? I don't know. <laughs> He's, He's the worst dad ever. Is he let you? Is it bring your daughter to work day? But I don't know. I thought they were saying they were apartments then, but that can't be right. It can't be right. And why either. is she in pajamas? Why is she in pajamas? We don't know. Yeah. Who is she? We don't know. We don't care. Yeah. He falls off the building, saves her. Yeah. The, the the talk to talk with Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Yada yada. Tells yada, him yada. the plot of the first movie. Yeah. Um so then he uh of course all this time he's like talking to Bartell and getting info about mm-hmm. stuff. Um but some people had checked with Bartell like to find out how he would do it with, you know, this, that and the other. Um they end up he realizes that uh you know, like if it's basically things are going off based on their cell phone signals. Like when they get close to it, that's when some of the bombs or mm. whatever will go off. So he's he's investigating. Oh, and then he goes he goes back home. Like he's met a girlfriend during all of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jenny, is that her name? Yeah, Jenny. I didn't pay is attention. Her name. You don't remember? Her phone no, number I was didn't. Two one two eight six seven five three zero nine. So he meets her, and it's a weird exchange in the beginning, too. Like, uh, he's in a restaurant. Yeah. And she's like, why My are you My dad here? owns the restaurant, blah, blah, well, blah. She, They're going she back says, like, you scare, you scare the owner. You scared he's like, him no, I saved him. Yeah. And then you find out that uh, she, the owner's her dad, but she doesn't talk to him. She just hangs out in his place in the hopes that one day he will, or something weird like that. Whatever. I don't even know yeah. if that was real. Yeah, I don't know what that whole... I don't even know if yeah. that was true. And so, uh, I don't even care about Jenny. <laughs> so Jenny's they go just there to she like, goes back to his place. Jenny's uh, not a great actress. Yeah. And they wake up in the morning and, uh, the dog is kind of upset 
there's a stray dog that just keeps going into his house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but, but he's the like lassie kind yeah, of like the dog's kind of upset, and he's just like, "What?" And he smells gas, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And so then he looks under the bed and realizes there's like a trigger plate. There's a trigger under bomb there. on his bed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he gets her out of there. They call. She calls. Uh, you know the authority. Billy comes first. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. And so he's like. Which, none of it makes sense. No. Nope. He's just like, well, uh, we got to get you out of here because of whatever. And he's like, we can put blocks on the bed. How did Billy get there the first? Yeah, whatever. we can put blocks on the bed and then you can get out of here. But then, like, something else, it, like, kicks into gear, which means it's probably going to blow soon. I'll go downstairs, knock a hole in the ceiling to get the gas Yeah, because he said, I'm going to knock a hole in here. I'm going to turn the gas off. And he's like, don't do that because they probably booby-trapped it. And then he's like, uh, I got to get the gas away from you and filter it out through the kitchen. And so they're like, okay. So he goes in there, closes the door, starts hacking at yeah. the ceiling. Now, he doesn't open a window for the gas to like go out uh-huh. or dissipate, however. He just starts hacking away at the ceiling. When he hacks away at the ceiling and it opens, there's like another like spark thing in there. Like they booby-trapped the ceiling somehow, like underneath the plaster and don't try to make sense of it, Jeremy. Just keep going with the plot. And so it's like all this is in slow motion, too. Uh, no, I don't think it's in slow motion. I just think Billy's Billy just that slow. That slow. <laughs> he's just, he's really just doing every motion really slow. Yeah. And what they had to do is slow it down because, you know, he was going too fast. Yeah. So he, he hacks open the ceiling uh it blows up the fire sh- blows out the window fire shoots out the door and uh it blows Sean's bed up into the air which somehow he's okay because somehow he's okay but Billy dies because the f- bulk of the blast went elsewhere I guess right. but no and they go to the funeral right they show the yeah. funeral so they're like oh who, who died and I turn to you I go all this is for a dog that died <laughs> the dog didn't die I know but like I was like oh a 10, 10 gun salute for a dog <laughs> it's ridiculous no the Billy dies and then yeah. you know he's like I'm gonna be determined well, and then all of his all of his fellow uh, fire guys come yeah we'll help you we'll help you even his captain who was who he accused earlier what? of just being there to like just being a dick. of just being there to, for like resume building we'll be here for we you we got you and so we they got like, you they were also also all British actors. Yeah. yeah, they were all British. And it's really bad. The accents are really hard to get around. Mm, yeah, kind of. Because you can tell they're really trying to like make Yo, it so sound everyone like from something. Chicago talks like this. It's, right? it's weird. They can't some of them sound like they're from New York. Some sound kind of Chicago-ish, and then a bunch of them sound like they're from Philly. It's like all <laughs> over the place. Um, it's true. <laughs> so uh, some of them sound like happens. this. From Omaha. <laughs> Hello, it is me. Was that Keith? I'm, was that Donald Sutherland? I'm Donald. I'm from Omaha. Hello. I don't know. Um, so he, they managed to track. He's like, wait, you know, uh, he talks to Donald Sutherland, who basically tells him, like. The terrorists yeah. are probably hanging out over here. Yeah, they're probably like. I don't know why he knows that. Yeah, if it's here, it would be this and this. Like, yeah. he talks about what kind of. You'd already have to be around a place that had lots of propane and like this and this and blah, blah, Smell blah. Smell the propane, be the Yeah, and the so he realized the there's a shipping. Phone. Yeah, there's like a. There's a shipyard. A shipyard. And so he's There's all like, the shipyards oh. in Chicago. That they yeah, have. you know. And so he goes, oh my God. So he goes and checks all these shipping crates with what I thought was, it was either like a heat 
like detector or whether it was like a like like it was tech checking for petrochemicals or whatever it was. I don't but he's know. scanning each box and he finds the one and he opens it and was like, Oh my god, it's this missile. And so he marks it so he can track it to see who takes it. And after they take it, he like springs a trap and tries to like yeah. arrest But Maggie him. has followed him. Yeah. To figure it out. Yeah. What are you doing, Jean? Yeah. So they uh so everything, all hell breaks loose, and the, the terrorists start firing. They shoot one of them. The other one uh, shoots, shoots Sean Maggie in the gut. And shoots Sean. Which yeah. he's okay. Like Now, this always bothers me in movies. Like He has spat up a crazy amount of blood out of his mouth. Like, gurgling blood out of his mouth. And he, But he's okay. It's just a little gut wound. He'll be alright. I know. I want to go home from work where I get a paper <laughs> cut. Like, oh my god. And so then Maggie's like, Sean, and runs over, and she gets shot in the shoulder. Uh, and the terrorist is just like, you see him walk around the back. He doesn't shoot Sean, but he said Why? something about, like, you didn't even get the right Because crate. it turns into, like, a lethal weapon kind of thing. Yeah. At that point, yeah. right? Where he's all like, I'm crazy. Go ahead and shoot me. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, he tells him. Seen this over. Well, but he tells him to go ahead and shoot me because, you know. I traded out the missile right. that was in the back of here, you like arms dealer terrorist guy. I've traded out the missile and it's not in there. You know, now you and if you kill me, you're never gonna find out where it is. And he goes, What? And so he walks back there to check it out. When he opens it, Sean has rigged it with like a oh booby trap. God. Now if you would have stopped him and then you had to like get the missile out of there, wouldn't that have just taken care of the next per anyway. But he opens it, the missile, it triggers the missile to fire its rocket, which burns the guy's, like, <laughs> face and whatever off. He just falls over as, like, a burned skeleton. And then uh, Sean gets Maggie, they run across the street, mm -hmm. the truck blows up. Now, they are next to, an like, a fuel yard, which is great when things are blowing up mm -hmm. near you. Um, so they, they hunker down over there. The day is saved, and you know he goes. Yeah, back the next scene is him and his, and his girlfriend and the yeah. dog. Looks like he's gonna have to find a new place, and then it ends with a, a call for uh, like a new fire that's yes. going on. As which that's how the first one ended show. too. The, the first yeah. one ended like that too. So yeah, that's why. Um, which I guess is a nice callback, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. This movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Look, uh, real quick, the the. The payoff of this movie, um, it doesn't hold up for me. Like, I wanted it to be... Like, in the movie, if the arsonist in the first one is one of his best friends, yeah, this should really impact him in, in a way that really kind of screws him up in, the, in his head. Like, I almost wanted Billy Baldwin's character to be the one doing something. Yeah. Or someone, or someone that, he, that was close to him. Yeah. To kind of, like, be a traitor for him, right? Yeah. Or something. But the payoff to have, like, the terrorists yeah, just doesn't work for The me. terrorists were a bit too much. Like, honestly, like, I could have... I would have just liked for it to be, like, a super arsonist that he was going after. Not, like, a legit super arsonist. You know, but, like... Or someone that's connected to the family. Yeah. Or someone. Uh, you know, I didn't even need that. I, I did. just needed it not to be a terrorist. Yes. Because that took it to a different level where it's, like, it made non... It was just nonsense. Well, it takes you point. out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. really 
off-putting at that point. So, no, I'm I'm with you. Like, it, that was just too much. But he didn't know that his buddy, his dad's buddy betrayed him. So, like, I could see where, you know, like, although I would have liked for that to impact him more. That's what I mean. Yeah, like. He, you should have, because your character should be learning something. Yeah. I don't really think he's he's learned anything. Yeah. Except he got a dog and a girl at the end of the movie. Yeah. What else is there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that you're a great artist, arsonist, well, that you like he's, fire? He's always pushed, so he's always pushed people away because so he, he, has a felt dog aba- and a he felt abandoned by his dad. And he felt abandoned, you know, like the firemen, you know, mm, whatever. Big deal. You didn't learn. You yeah, didn't yeah, learn but, but hold on. But no, he, no, no. You hold on. He always felt like betrayed and whatever through all of this. And him saying, him being told, like, your dad, even though this dude betrayed him, like, he was still his best friend and he sacrificed his life to save mm-hmm. him, should have been like a wake-up call to be like, I can't push these people away. Correct. The people who mean something. Correct, but we should have saw that. Yeah, but it didn't really, but we were too busy in the terrorist plot to Correct. have any of that. Yeah. And there was only one moment that I felt that, and it was after Billy Baldwin's funeral, mm-hmm. when when all the people were like, Dude, let's do this together. Right. Like, okay, that should have been right. If if we'd had more of that, because he had that it. monologue that I was making fun of, that was like, yep. I've never been one to be part of a team. Yes. And now you're part of a team, and now I feel. Like, but then he was all like, "We'll do anything to get this," and then he goes off on his own, and then finds yeah. a terrorist. Yes. Bullshit. Come yeah. on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But all right, let's get into our five questions, please. Okay. What do you think is the best part of the movie? This is a very interesting question, in my opinion, which I'm going to have you answer first. Okay. Um, honestly, like, I didn't think this movie was that poorly acted. Like, I, I did. I, I didn't. Um, I thought it was, the acting was fine. Um, you know, but like, it, it could have been so much stronger, but. I honestly like when when Bartel came on screen um like those scenes I thought were more interesting because like it was almost like getting into the psychology of the arsonist piece and like I could have dug that more if the movie dealt with more of that but we really didn't it turned into the you know terrorist plot thing mm. but like so I liked the scenes with Bartel and uh Sean, like I thought Joe Anderson and Donald Sutherland actually, you know, outside of the poor kind of acting or not acting, poor the kind script. of writing. Yeah. yeah. I thought that they played off each other pretty well. Um, and I, so I really liked those scenes. Like those are the scenes that I was like, when they would come together, I was like, yes, we're getting one of these. Okay. Like that was what I wanted to see the most of. Um, and well, if I did, I think the acting was fine. Like I've we've seen worse acting in oh, many. Oh yeah, other we've seen really bad. The acting. acting is fine. There are some people who are way stronger than others, um, but I didn't feel like I feel like these people like in the right project could have really shined a little bit more, and this just felt yeah. very much like they were acting an old script. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's what kind of hamstrung them on this a little bit, but like, I think the acting was fine, but in particular the Bartell and McAfee, uh, yeah. McCaffrey scenes, 
were the ones where I was just like, yes, yeah. that was to me the best part of it. I understand what you're saying. I disagree with you, but I understand that 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And in fact, there are moments where in the movie the best acted scenes are between Donald Sutherland and the Sean character. Yeah. I do agree with that. I just don't think it's very well written and I don't think it's very well acted. Having said that, I think my favorite part of this movie is the fires themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many times on a low-budget film, you're going to get like fires that look like they're just very computer animated. You didn't think it very... looked like that? What's that? You didn't think it looked like that? No, I mean really, really, really Okay, bad. yeah. If you can say that the, that the acting wasn't bad, bad, I'm saying that it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. I know this sounds really weird because normally I do try to find something positive out of it. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is that this movie really, really, really could have been bad. Yeah. And it was just subpar. And I guess by saying that, I guess you didn't shit upon the the original too much. But you didn't bring the tone of the first movie to the second movie. I agree. And that was very disappointing. But I guess I really enjoyed the fact that they did do, like you said, it's not necessarily the acting for me, but more of the casting choices. The fact that you were like, let's put um, like a, a female and make her black and yeah. have her... You know, be and she was intelligent. She was like getting information, and yeah. they were working as kind of a team in that aspect too, where she was like, "Hey, good detective work, huh?" Well, she you was, know what I mean. She was, but I feel like it could yeah. have been more of a buddy thing. She was green, but she was tough. Like they weren't making her like no, they weren't making. Ditzy, but what like, I'm saying, I'm is, a girl. What do I do? You what know? I'm saying is they could have made that yeah. the movie, yeah, and had that been more of their buddy. I thought they were going to yes once they were like. Like, you have to, like, team up with people. Yeah. Well, I'm not good as a team. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'm not really answering the question. Um, it's, it's tough because, I mean, this movie is very, like... It we, is tough. We have seen so many worse movies. Mm-hmm. But, again, we've seen so many mm-hmm. better, and it just feels so, like... But I'm also, blah. like... But I'm also going... I'm not saying that this movie had potential. I'm saying it should have had potential. Yeah, I would agree. And that wasn't brought forth. But I guess I'm with you. The the scenes between Sean and Donald Sutherland are probably the best part of it. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie is just like, this is like it's the, ba- the beige of, of sequels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like, <laughs> it was, I don't know. Like, it was just like. You know, like they have this big, I don't know, like no, it's, so many missteps. So like hard. you had this opportunity. If you've to never build seen this team. movie, it's hard to explain. Yeah, this opportunity to build this team, but for some reason, mm-hmm. the writer felt there should be only one. There should be only there one. There could be only one character. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, do you think this movie stands on its own? No. No. There's a lot of stuff that I because I hadn't seen the movie in a while, and I was like, yeah. wait a minute. I'm questioning this. I'm like, wait, who is the guy? Who is yeah. his friend? So no, I don't think so. And I think that 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 was done on purpose, and I don't think it was the correct move. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What about yeah. you? 
I think honestly, like even with the uh, so with the mentions of just the his dad dying and all of that, I think it could have stood on its own. It could have because like the the story with his dad stuff gets talked about, so that's not so weird, you know. Like we get it; it's kind of a general storyline. What I think makes it not stand on its own is Bartel. When you when you get Donald Sutherland, because then you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, who's like, that? All of a sudden, it's like this character that everybody's fawning over. And like, why is he like got a run of everything? I hoarded sugar and I eat sugar packets because I'm diabetic. You know, yeah. it's like what? Like, why is he hanging around? Agreed. It was like without knowing him from the prior movie, it makes it mm. weird here. So, um, I don't think it stands on its own. I think it could have with the uh, subtraction of, you know. It's so hard because you watch this movie and you're like, why? There's no reason for you to make a backdraft to. No, there's not. There really isn't. Nope. And so it's really, it's, it's like Monsters, Inc. to me. Like, there's no reason to make a Monsters University. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, there just was no reason. Question three. Um, does this make you want to watch the first movie? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. 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 Now, having said that, I haven't seen that movie in a while, and I do love me some Kurt Russell. Yeah. So, it's something I would watch in the future. Definitely should watch that. But this movie does not make me want to watch it. It's one of those movies that used to be on, like, HBO or, like, something. Yes, that's where I saw it. Always be on. You know what I mean? They'd be like, ooh, it's an afternoon, and there's Backdraft. Yeah. Okay, let's watch it. Although I will say, when when I first watched CSI, and episodes like of where they would have arson would come on and they'd be talking about things in there, I'd be like, "How come they're not talking about backdrafts?" I just thought <laughs> they were much more common than right. But <laughs> it was like, nope, nope, that doesn't, that's not happening. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. we like everything I knew about arson so, came so from like, backdrafts. Jurid- like it was hard knowing who got jurisdiction. In this movie, because oh, everybody, a lot of it, yeah, and, and like, the cops kept going. Cops, if, I don't if, want these. If kids. somebody got burned, it's yours. Yes. I'm like what? Cops kept saying that. <laughs> also, like, like, is is from the first movie? Is that from the first movie where they go, two people go go into a building and one person comes out? Yeah, is that from the first movie? I think yeah. Then why keep saying that? If that's not really. Because they'd say two people go in, two people need to come out, oh, okay. or they would say like you know. This many people, this I this many care. came out. Like knowing after a while, somebody I was left. Like, Fuck you! I don't want to hear that again. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Um, no, no, none of that. No, you wouldn't even cancel. I wouldn't even cancel it. Why? This movie shouldn't have ex- existed. No, but that's not what the question. I know is. that's not what the question is, but I'm I'm putting a new answer in. This movie should not have existed. And that's Bottom fine, line. but it does. Right. I'm aware it does. Yeah. But you shouldn't reboot it. You shouldn't cancel it. You shouldn't even do anything to it because it shouldn't exist. So it should have been canceled after the first one. Right. Okay, so it still should be canceled after the no, second one. it should have never happened. Okay, canceled. Good answer. It should have never happened Good answer. Too for us Good to cancel answer. it. Good answer. So we should never Good even answer. have the opportunity to cancel, reboot it, or do anything to it. Uh-huh. It should have never existed. Good answer. Thank you. Canceled. Good. No, I didn't say cancel. <laughs> cancel. Gotcha. Cancel this, but not cancel 
the going or whatever. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? It'd be canceled after Look, the second one. I am one of the greatest people when it talks about canceling the original and not having the cancel be the cancel part. Yeah. So when you cancel something, I'm the best canceler there is. Yeah. And if I'm not a canceler, I'm also the best canceler. So you can cancel that. Canceled. Good. Says a fireman. <laughs> Some of your what do you say? Some, oh, cancel it. Okay. Cancel it. That's not what I say. I say, don't make the second one exist even. <laughs> I Yes. No, we'll Go back in time and make sure it. the second one doesn't exist. It, well, that's not going to happen. Well, I, so you know what? It. If I ever make a time machine, yeah. people are like, oh, stop Hitler. No. Stop from making backdraft too. Just go up and book check the script out of his hand into a puddle. No, no. Give us a new Highlander. No. I know exactly. Go ahead. What's our next? <laughs> Some of your experience in two oh, words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, slow burn because this movie was slow and it made me want to burn my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so slow burn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your two questions or two words? I really wish I did. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me your two words. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, black <laughs> backdraft blue because this movie really blows. What? Upset. <laughs> All right, where can people find us, Jeremy? People can find us at thedeucepodcast.podbean.com. <laughs> they can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, any of those kind of podcatchers. Sure. Uh, you can also find us uh, at on Facebook <laughs> and uh, Twitter at Deuce Podcast. Uh, and then in addition to that, of course, there's the nophonynetwork.com, mm-hmm. which is our podcast, uh, podcasting networks page. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of stuff on there, even outside of, uh, you know, our show. You have mm-hmm. politics, you have sports. You oh, have, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Politics, sports, you've got uh, Ooh, la, la. <laughs> reading, you've got, you know, dramas, you've got comedy, you've got everything. So there we go. Just go there. Make sure to go out there. Go on no, nophonypodcast.com. NoFunnyPodcast.com. NoFunnyNetwork.com. NoFunnyNetwork.com. Yeah. .com. Not .net. 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 That means no. you couldn't get the .com. All right. Well, remember, folks, we'll be back next week with uh, our finishing, our conclusion. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> Backdraft's got me so confused. All right. Cancel. All right, uh, (laughs) we'll be back with another cruel summer. But remember, the sequel is king. I'm focused. I've been watching for the omen. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded I got the feeling that you know it
I've only just begun I won't stop until it's done Till you're broken So welcome to the fire For this moment, the final battle of the chosen. See, I'm never gonna quit. Got my legacy set in.